When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Saturday's Million MAGA March had a huge turnout, but descended into violence after dark when Antifa and Black Lives Matter goons began attacking women, children, and the elderly. The Proud Boys then mobilized and ran the leftists back into their mommy's basement. And Sidney Powell released the Kraken on Dominion, the company behind the suspect election systems. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Parler and Rumble and Twitter and Facebook at Right Now Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com, or you can call and text the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. So that was quite a, quite a Trump rally in Washington, D.C. on Saturday. They call it the Million MAGA March. I don't think there were a million people showed up, but there may have been as many as 100,000 or more. There are at the very least tens of thousands and Politico and the Washington post, uh, you know, quickly mobilized their disinformation to say that there were hundreds, there were hundreds of people. I guess there were hundreds of people. There were thousands of hundreds of people. They were trying to diminish it and, uh, deny it any oxygen. They don't want to get any momentum behind the, um, the mobilization of Americans to defend their free and fair elections. But uh, it was a huge success. Of course, you know by now that late in the evening, uh, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa goons came out into the streets, uh, you know, doing their best imitations of jackals and hyenas trying to search for stray Trump supporters, especially, um, you know, women and children and the elderly and people that they could, uh, they could overpower. They, they don't like to go after anybody that'll fight back. And Andy, no, uh, catalog, just a whole procession of these violent attacks that the media is, uh, you know, the mainstream media is ignoring completely. They, uh, the, one of their favorite terms is uh, silence is violence. They, uh, they like to try to guilt trip people by saying, well, if you don't stand with us and you don't come out and support our delusions of victimhood, then you are an enabler of, uh, uh, of the white supremacists and the, the Klansmen and the Nazis. But when you have actual violence documented on videotape of groups of, uh, roaming hyenas attacking people exercising their political rights and their first amendment rights. 
well, then they're not all at all interested in covering any of that. You know, I'm sort of torn between focusing on uh, just how despicable the, uh, the leftists, Black Lives Matter and Antifa um, assholes are, and celebrating the, uh, the huge success. If you saw the aerial photographs of uh, Freedom Square and, uh, and in front of the Supreme Court building, you would see a sea of red MAGA hats and huge flags. <laughs> the, uh, the flags that they turned out with, uh, one of the, uh, the Blue Lives Matter flags, law and order flags, was almost a city block. It was, it was one of those that you see out on a, a football field um, in the days before we started kneeling for the national anthem. The president did a drive-by. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed that he didn't address the crowd, find some way to, uh, to, to give a speech, but I'm sure that his Secret Service protectors are having a nervous breakdown, the fact that he even did a drive-by through the crowd. Because let's face it, this is a time of uh, dire uh, danger for this president. Uh, They would like nothing better than to facilitate one of their leftist idiots like James T. Hodgkinson to try to take a shot at the president. And last last Saturday's rally was uh, such an organic and uh, briefly announced event that they had no way of, you know, trying to protect the president under those circumstances. But the president did do a drive by and waved at them um, and then spoke to them directly through his, uh, his Twitter account. I wish he would go ahead and move on over to parlor. If he did, that would, uh, that would open the floodgates for patriots across this country to go ahead and make the jump as well. We're going to talk about more of that later on in the show. I want to start by playing you a clip of uh, Kylie Jane Kramer. She is one of the uh, women for Trump and organizer of, uh, of Saturday's event. Women for America first, I should have said. It was a historic day. I've never been a part of something that was this large, this organic, and on such short notice. Um, we planned this event within less than a week um, after we've seen what's gone on with the elections. And people dropped whatever they were doing with their families and their lives, their jobs, and came to Washington, D.C., not only to support President Trump, but it was a um, peaceful protest to support um, election transparency and to protect the integrity of our elections moving forward. And And it was truly historic. Yeah, and I, yes. I mean, we're watching here on the screen next to you as you talk, and uh, sadly, uh, as I think a lot of people expected, it got ugly towards the end. The counter-protests from the Antifa and the BLM types came in. Okay, these were not counter-protests. They weren't rallying in opposition to the Million MAGA March. They were roaming the streets attacking people. So you know, I need to uh, take that word counter-protest when it applies to Antifa and BLM out of your vocabulary. Uh, did you witness any of that? So actually, it was fantastic throughout the day. I mean, people were rallying since 8 a.m. in Freedom Plaza. And actually, the president tweeted yesterday and then showed up today 
he um, took his motorcade and circled um, Frida Plaza, and it was just, it was wonderful. And no, the day was extremely peaceful. Um, After we had wrapped both locations, because we started at Freedom Plaza, then marched to the Supreme Court, where we had our more high-profile speakers there in the Supreme Court, because that's where we believe the direction of the election is going. And even after that, there were a few people that stayed around and were met with Antifa. But I will tell you, Rob, I'm here at the Willard Hotel, um, where we're staying close to the White House, and it was just attacked by Antifa. They were throwing flares into the windows of the hotel. Downstairs, they tried to storm. Silence is violence. The Washington Post, the hometown newspaper where this rally happened, uh, had almost no coverage. And and the the brief coverage they did have said things like, um, Trump supporters rally to uh, support his false claims of election fraud and violence breaks out. (laughs) Making it sound like the, uh, uh, the Trump supporters were responsible for it. You know, uh, you don't have video, but this uh, this woman, Kylie Jane Kramer, is absolutely beautiful, and you're always struck by the contrast of the the uh, the leftists and the America First supporters. America First supporters are good-looking, well-adjusted, uh, well-spoken, rational people, and uh, and you compare that with uh, the Biden supporters and it is 180 degrees opposite. So uh, after the Antifa and Black Lives Matter goons started attacking Trump supporters, apparently uh, the Proud Boys are a bigger organization than I realized because uh, they mobilized and, and rushed to D.C. to protect people and started confronting the uh, the BLM and Antifa goons in the streets and quickly um, shut them down. There was a uh, one real uh, confrontation where a group of Antifa screwed up their nerve and, uh, made the bad mistake of, uh, of confronting the bad boys. And they, uh, they quickly got their butts kicked. The, uh, national chairman of the proud boys, Enrique Torrio, he is a, a black Hispanic so much for for Proud Boys being a white supremacist organization, as the media will tell you. But uh, he, is, he, he gave a speech at the base of the Washington Monument after they had run Antifa off the streets. And, uh, and he said that, uh, you know, most of his members were, um, he said, let me tell you something. Most of the Proud Boys that are here were in bed, showered, most in the middle of dinner, ready to go to work the next day. When we found out they were throwing fireworks into stores and some of my guys were in it, he says, and then they, they mobilized in a pretty quick fashion. And one of the things I've found encouraging is they were, uh, they were organized. They, uh, they went about their, their job in a a systematic way. And one of the things that, uh, showed me that they knew what they were doing is they were all wearing the same color bandana. So they could uh, identify themselves and each other, and uh, and that's the way you do it. You go in and you uh, you clean house, and you do it in a way that uh, you know what uh, the the reason the Proud Boys were probably reluctant beginning to uh, to mobilize to Washington D.C. is because Washington D.C. has one of these Soros-funded district attorneys that will selectively 
enforce the law against anybody that uh, stands up against Antifa or Proud Boys or Antifa or Black Lives Matter, I should say. So they, uh, the uh, Millie and MAGA march gathered in Frida Plaza and then marched in a uh, about a half mile long, as far as I can see, procession to the Supreme Court. And when they got there, they uh, they broke out into a rendition of the national anthem. You know, I don't know if Joe Biden is going to be able to pull off this deal. Of course, Trump is uh, up against uh, uh, just the entire Washington establishment, the big media, big tech, big bankers, China, every possible uh, center of power other than the people to, uh, to, to secure a second term. But I can tell you one thing, if, and that's a big if, if they're successful in getting Joe Biden uh, inaugurated on January 20th, he will be the most illegitimate president in our history. He will have no uh, standing or legitimacy whatsoever. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look, closer look at the recent developments in the election fraud. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. That's 800-854-3183. Rebel rousers, instigators, troublemakers, freaks, free agitators, fanatics, scallywags, scamps, firebrands, rogues, scoundrels, mojo sexuals, mojo five zero. You know, in any presidential election, there will be um, a, a, some ballots that will be marked. Pres- you know, only for the president, the only candidate, or only only race they will vote on is uh, the presidency. And those numbers, uh, while they happen every cycle are really small in number. Well, this uh, last election, and we're talking now about uh, the indicators of voter fraud, the things that uh, would uh, warrant a deeper investigation by the Department of Justice. Well, down in Georgia, something very, very suspicious happened. The number of these single candidate ballots 
in Georgia for Joe Biden were 96,800 and they were they were um, concentrated almost exclusively in Fulton and DeKalb counties those uh, those counties where the Democrat machine holds sway in Georgia and Clayton County as well but uh, I, I'm not sure that they were a, a big source of these single candidate ballots. Joe Biden got 96,800 and, uh, and 800 votes marked only for Joe Biden. That's a huge number. And when you compare it to Donald Trump, single candidate ballots, he had a little over 800. So 96,800 to 800. That is not something that can be explained away. What these ballots were, were the result of, of workrooms where uh, they had Democrat operatives after they uh, supposedly stopped counting for the evening, realizing uh, the gap that they had to make up and were feverishly marking these ballots. Another indicator of uh, voter fraud that is impossible to ignore is how Joe Biden um underperformed Hillary Clinton. In other words, he got less votes than Hillary Clinton in New York, in California, and other, um, you know, Democrat states. But when you go to four cities, oddly enough, he blew Hillary away. And those four cities are exactly where the steal took place in Detroit, in Milwaukee, in Philadelphia, and in Atlanta. Isn't that curious? So an election where Donald Trump won the largest percentage of uh, non-white voters than any Republican candidate in 60 years, and where Biden underperformed, got fewer votes than Hillary Clinton than every major, major metro area Throughout the country, lo and behold, right there in Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta, the cities that Joe Biden's victory rests on, he outperformed her by huge numbers. That is odd, isn't it? Wouldn't you think? Another indicator is, despite the fact that the president went down, according to these bogus polls, election, the, the GOP gained seats in the House of Representatives and appear to be, uh, be holding the, the Senate. Could that be because of these single candidate ballots that the Democrats manufactured? You would think if a... Uh, the, the top of the ticket would go down to defeat, then the GOP would also lose House and Senate seats. It didn't happen. You know, observers being barred from, from um, monitoring the counting while all of this these shenanigans were going on is probably as much uh, as strong a circumstantial evidence of fraud that you can get. Why would you bar Republican election observers if you weren't up to no good? 
And we saw in this election, one of the Democrats, uh, main strategies, once they realize that they're behind and that their margin of defeat is, uh, is becoming insurmountable. They stopped counting. They stopped counting in all of those four cities that I just named. And then lo and behold, when they began counting again, they had huge numbers of, 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 uh, Joe Biden votes almost exclusively. Very few Trump votes would come in after that. These were based on these Biden only dumps. So we've got, you know, just mountains and mountains of circumstantial evidence. We're starting now to, uh, to see the, the actual evidence, but circumstantial evidence, people like to say, Oh, uh, you know, that's just circumstantial. Well, people are convicted of murder on circumstantial evidence routinely. And if this was a murder trial, uh, they would most certainly be convicted of, of this on the strength of this kind of cir- circumstantial evidence. And I want to and, and let me tell you uh, something else. These Democrat politicians and Joe Biden, they know the signs of election fraud. They're pretending it doesn't exist, hoping that, uh, that you will just go along with it. But this is classic, classic election fraud. So, uh, so extensive that it led the chairman of the federal elections committee to say this on this election. I do believe that there's voter fraud taking place in these places. Otherwise, they would allow the observers to go in. When you have claims of, you know, 10,000 people who don't live in the state of Nevada, uh, having voted in Nevada, you have the video showing where people are, you know, they're either they're either duplicating a a spoiled ballot right there or they're uh, in the process of just marking a ballot that came in blank. Uh, for a voter. Uh, that's a process that needs to be observed by election observers. State law allows those observers to be in there. No, state law doesn't allow those observers to be in there. State law uh, mandates that you allow those observers in there. This is an illegitimate election just based on the fact that they did this in secret and they were holding, the Democrat Party was holding uh, training sessions for these, these um, poll workers and vote counters showing them how to go about all of this. Yeah. If this were a trial, the Democrats would be convicted on the circumstantial evidence alone. But over the weekend, Rudy Giuliani and uh, Sidney Powell went on Maria Bartiromo's show and Maria is not bowing to the pressure over at Fox news one inch and is blowing the lid off of all of these things. We're going to take a look at that in the next half hour. We're also going to look at how Trump can go about securing this election. The odds that he's going to be able to have these elections in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, maybe even Arizona, overturned and have himself declared the victor, uh, I, I, sorry to tell you, are very slim extremely slim um the even the gop in those states are going to be inclined to defend their own election process because to do 
otherwise would indict themselves. But there is a path for Trump to, uh, to win this election, and it goes through Congress, the House of Representatives. And as I said, uh, the president has increased the number of, uh, of representatives in the House. I think the, at last count, the Democrats ha- had about uh, 12 more seats in the House of Representatives than the Republicans. But more crucially, the Republicans hold a majority of uh, state House delegations, state House of Representatives delegations. And that would be what determines uh, the outcome here. If if the president's able to deny Biden uh, 270 votes by having states refuse to certify this election, and throwing it in into the House of Representatives. Now that you know that would cause a lot of Antifa and Black Lives Matter goons to tear a lot of stuff up, but they're going to do that anyway. And this process has been used at this point four times uh, in our nation's history. So CNN is for sale. That's good. That opens up interesting possibilities. Fauci is taken back to CNN to demand more lockdowns, and Justin Trudeau has uh, has let slip exactly what's going on with that. And the move to parlor is uh, accelerating each and every day. We got to run out to a break, but when we come back, we'll take a look and listen to Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell on Maria Bartiromo's show. And we'll take a deep dive into these Dominion election systems and see whether they stand up to scrutiny right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. You know, I have to, uh, in order to produce this show, switch the channel over to CNN and MSNBC and peruse the evening newscast sometimes read the Washington Post and the New York Times, or at least read their headlines. 
uh, it's not a pleasant experience. It is a descent into Orwellian disinformation. All of these people are claiming that uh, any claims of voter fraud or election engineering in this it, are, are baseless. They are without merit. <laughs> Which, you know, when you see the actual proof that's pouring out of these battleground states, uh, really the only definite or the only description you can come up with is Orwellian. They're denying reality, and you wonder about these people. Can you live in a world where your job is to generate disinformation completely at odds with reality without at some point losing your mind? And we see, you know, on their social media pages that uh, they are, after four years of Donald Trump, truly mentally ill people. They are forced to say things that are 180 degrees out of sync with the truth. They're forced to defend themselves and their bogus reporting on, on uh, social media, Twitter and Facebook. And it is having a debilitating effect on these people over there at CNN. You had, you had a uh, van Jones just recently who broke down uh, on the air after convincing himself for four years that Donald Trump was literally Hitler and all of his supporters were Nazis. Character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. Being a good person matters. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I don't know why I'm crying so much, but what got me choked up. Well, this is actually a montage of, uh, of Democrats uh, breaking down. This next one is um, the former senator from Missouri. Uh, I'll tell you your name in a second. I don't know why I'm crying so much, but what got me choked up was the picture of the cab driver. And so I'm very emotional. So when you ask me how I'm feeling right now, I'm sorry. That's all I can tell you. This is how I feel right now. Nobody knows what it feels like as a black man um, to be able to speak in this moment. Here's Stephen Colbert. <gasps> Stephen Colbert can't. Can't, if you're can't an say anything. You don't have to worry if the president's going to be baby snatched oh, away. Baby S- snatched dreamers. away. Dreamer's home. Back for no reason. Me too. I started crying again. <laughs> oh, they're crying because Donald Trump was evil. That Van Jones who broke out into tears, actually the president called him in and worked with him in order to pass the First Step Act to try to repair some of the damage done by Joe Biden's uh, 92 crime bill where they were throwing people in jail for life for um, drug offenses. And we're not talking about hard drugs, talking about marijuana, marijuana offenses. But according to Van Jones, you know, character matters, truth matters. So, over the weekend, Sidney Powell released the Kraken. <laughs> if you don't know what a Kraken is, it is a, a mythical sea creature that sailors used to fear that would come up from the bottom. And um, it was like a giant 
uh, octopus, only um, more evil. It would seize the ship and drag it down to Davy Jones' locker. She was uh, on with Bartiromo, as was uh, Rudy Giuliani on the same show. I think we'll start with Rudy because he talks more about the physical uh, uh, election fraud that went out, went on. These clips are kind of long. I'm not sure how long I'm going to stay with them. <clears throat> and you may have heard them already, but they're worth hearing again because, you know, this is uh, this is the real meat of the case. Maria is not letting herself President be silenced. Trump's legal team has it here. Good morning, Maria. So I want to start off. I know that you just spoke with President Trump and I want to start. I saw you on the phone, but I want to start off with this tweet that President Trump put out because it's gone viral on online. And a lot of people are saying that he is conceding. And here's what the president wrote on Twitter. He won because the election was rigged. No vote watchers or observers allowed. Vote tabulated by a radical left. Now, let me uh, let me insert something right here. So this was uh, this was a big win for the disinformation campaign of the mainstream media because he started out that uh, that tweet with the words he won. So they took those two words, took them entirely out of context with the rest of the tweet and said, Donald Trump admit, admits defeat. <laughs> that was in the New York Times, Washington Post, on all of the uh, the mainstream media's social media, the Donald Trump admitted defeat, and they they take those two words. He won, you know, and Donald, and the president probably should have seen that coming and chosen uh, words better. He claims a victory or something like that, but he won. Then he goes on to d- dispel the notion that he won legitimately. Privately owned company, Dominion, with a bad reputation and bum equipment that couldn't even qualify for Texas, which I won by a lot, the fake and silent media and more. Rudy, he says he won. Is the president right now in this tweet conceding this election? No, no, no. Far from it. What he's what he's saying is more, I guess you'd call it uh, uh, sarcastic or uh, a comment on the terrible times in which we live, in which the media has said he won. But by going on to point out that it was illegal, obviously, he's contesting it vigorously in the courts. Uh, The media has tried to call the election and they don't have a legal right to call the election. It only it gets decided by our electors, not by NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN and even Fox. I'm going to try to skip forward in here where Rudy gets to the meat of his case. And the software that they use is done by a company called Smartmatic. It's a company that was founded by Chavez <laughs> and by Chavez's uh, two, two allies who still own, own it. It's been used to cheat in elections in South America. It was, uh, it was banned by the United States several, about a decade ago. It's come back now as a subcontractor to other companies. It sort of hides in the weeds. But Dominion sends everything to Smartmatic. Can you believe it? Our votes are sent overseas. They're sent to someplace else, some other country. Why do they leave our country? Yeah. And this company has, and this company has tried and true methods for fixing elections, like calling a halt to the voting when you're running too far behind. They've done that in prior elections. Now, what happened on election night? He was ahead by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania. Impossible to catch up, unless you're cheating. And uh, same thing in in Michigan, Wisconsin. He was ahead in all those states by numbers that in prior times, and I can show this to you, networks would have called for him. 
but they didn't call it for mm-hmm. him. I mean, we were, we, were, we were ahead in those states, and there was so little to, to, to like, for example, 800,000 ahead in Pennsylvania, 64% of the vote cast. He was outpolling every projection possible. So right down to the rig polls before, this is another attempt uh, to try to defeat him by illegal means. It's no different than the impeachment. It's done by largely the same people who are involved in it. One of the, the chairman of Smartmatic is a close business associate of George Soros. I have to tell you more. Finally, you want to get down to the votes. Let's just pick Pennsylvania. We have identified 632,000 illegal votes. 632,000. It's enough to have the president win the state by 300,000, which is actually what he wanted by, right? If you get that Smartmatic machine out and you allow us, I mean, this is unprecedented. They're counting mail-in ballots. And they don't allow any Republican to inspect. That is illegal, unlawful, against the law. I don't know how else to put it. Never happened. I've done many. Well, not only was the way they counted the votes illegal, but the way they, uh, the partisan Democrat elected Supreme Court in Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania's Democrat governor changed the rules was blatantly unconstitutional. And even Alan Dershowitz, who voted for Hillary Clinton, admits that the Pennsylvania election will probably uh, go down at the Supreme Court. There's no way that they can let it stand. They need to go ahead and expedite that case to the Supreme Court, get the election thrown out, and hold another one under a closer scrutiny in accordance with the rules set up by the legislature in, in Pennsylvania. I'm uh, torn on how long of these clips I should show you. Sydney Powell uh, came on. I think her segment was almost 10 minutes. So I'm going to. Try to uh, to pick out the highlights here. Because we're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. And President Trump won by not just hundreds of thousands of votes, but by millions of votes that were shifted by this software that was designed expressly for that purpose. We have sworn witness testimony of why the software was designed. It was designed to rig elections. He was fully briefed on it. He saw it happen in other countries. It was exported internationally for profit by the people that are behind Smartmatic and Dominion. They did this on purpose. It was calculated. They've done it before. We have evidence from 2016 in California. We have so much evidence. I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. Wow. So, Sydney, uh, you feel that you will be able to prove this. Do you have the software in your possession? Do you have the hardware in your possession? How will you prove this, Sydney? Well, I've got lots of ways to prove it, Maria, but I'm not going to tell on national TV what all. It's called discovery. They can um, they can subpoena this stuff if they can get past these partisan uh, Democrat judges in the states trying to shut down any discovery experiences of voter fraud but this is a massive election fraud and i'm very concerned it involved not only uh, dominion and its smartmatic uh, software but that the software essentially was used by other election machines also it's the software that was the problem even their own manual explains how votes can be wiped away 
uh, they can put, it's like drag and drop Trump votes to a separate folder and then delete that folder. It's absolutely brazen how people bought this system and why they bought this system. In fact, every state that bought Dominion for sure should have a criminal investigation. I can tell you why they bought the system. They bought the system because they were the low bidder and they were the low bidder because they were backed by big money that profit wasn't the real reason they wanted to take charge of these voting systems. Stealing elections was the real motivation. So of course they were going to be the low bidder. And you know, the, these are explosive charges, but you had Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani go on the Sunday news show and detail these allegations about the origins of Smartmatic and how Dominion had used their tallying uh, software to uh, to rig these elections. So if if they don't want to, if the mainstream media doesn't want to cover this, they've got to conclude that Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City and uh, crusading federal prosecutor who brought down the mob in New York. And Sidney Powell, one of the preeminent attorneys in our country, are engaged in a massive fraud. Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell uh, have no history of, of disinformation or engaging in any sort of fraud. And they are, they live by their credibility. They wouldn't go on Sunday news shows and say something like this if they didn't have solid evidence that it were, in fact, true. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to take a look at the lockdowns and the move over to parlors. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. So the question becomes, where do we go for here, from here? Uh, turning these states around is going to be a huge lift, probably impossible. For Donald Trump, having the legislatures there uh, look at uh, this widespread voter fraud and determine that Joe that uh, Joe Biden lost and that Donald Trump won is is probably not going to happen. The politicians are just going to be too spineless and concerned about their own political survival to ever do this. So Alan Dershowitz has uh, has got an interview with uh, the Epoch Times that says 
what he believes is going to be the, uh, the president's strategy moving forward. And that is to have the states refuse to certify these elections. Just say they, uh, they can't certify them and don't send their votes, uh, through the electoral college to Congress that would, according to Dershowitz, deny Biden the 270 votes he needs to declare himself the victor and throw this into the, uh, to the house of representatives. Actually, this interview was with Newsmax reported on by the Epoch times. Dershowitz says, let's look at the big picture. The big picture now has shifted. I do not believe that President Trump is trying to win 270. What he's trying to do is deny Joe Biden 270 votes by challenging Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Michigan, and Arizona. I think Wisconsin will probably be in there as well. Adding that not allowing Biden to reach 270 out of the 538 electoral votes would force the House uh, uh, state delegations to vote. In the House, the Republicans have an advantage over the Democrats. Currently, the GOP has 26 state house, uh, state house of representatives delegations. And, uh, then Dershowitz says if he can keep Biden below the 270, then the matter goes to the house of representatives where of course there's a Republican majority among the delegation of states and you vote one vote per state in the house. He's trying to use the playbook of three elections in the 19th century trying to remember which ones those were. Dershowitz goes on. You need a perfect storm. You need to get enough states, enough state attorney generals or secretaries of states or governors that are Republican. I think all of those states have uh, Democrat governors and Republican legislators that legitimately refuse to certify the result because they are under challenge on the day the electoral college meets by statute, if on that day Biden does not have 270 votes, you don't get to vote two or three times on that. As far as the constitution is concerned, it's one vote. And if that one vote doesn't give the leading candidate 270 votes, it automatically goes to the house of representatives where a whole new process takes over that favors president Trump. Well, could you imagine the uproar in the streets? I think we're going to have to resign ourselves that um, that's exactly what we're faced with going forward is a, a lot of uh, unrest in this country. I'm ready for it. I'm not prepared to surrender to the Washington establishment and the Democrats and China that attacked us with this virus that the Democrats then mobilized and weaponized. I'm not interested in capitulating to the mainstream media or the uh, big tech social media platforms. And they're trying their best now to deploy this, um, uh, this Wuhan virus again. They're demanding lockdowns. All of a sudden, you've got a spike in positive test results that they like to call cases. We've got cases. Look at our cases ignoring entirely that uh, over 95% of those cases are asymptomatic. And I pointed out on Friday's show how uh, Elon Musk, who, by the way, put a four, uh, 
four astronauts into space last night. I, I watched the uh, the launch from my uh, from my driveway. But he took uh, four separate COVID nineteen tests last week. Two of them came back positive, and two of them came back negative. Well, what is the the odds that big pharma that spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to defeat this president with ads on TV. What are the odds that they are in on this as well? And the globalist crowd, the new world order crowd have mobilized something they're calling the great reset that they want to use to reorder, um, the Brenton woods agreement that, uh, ordered the world economy after world war II. They want a great reset that would allow them to have more control over populations in Democrat country or democratic countries, I should say liberal democracies in uh, Western nations. And Justin Trudeau, I guess he wants to get out in front and be seen as the face of this great reset. He, uh, he, he gave a speech in which he said exactly what this Great Reset is all about and what the New World Order has planned. Building back better means giving support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity Ooh, it's an opportunity. The pandemic has provided an opportunity. Never let a crisis go to waste. One of their favorite sayings. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. So we've got to seize the opportunity of the China virus to restructure the world's economy to transform more wealth from the Western nations to the third world. That's what they've been about for a long time. Of course, they, uh, they never actually follow up on that. They use that as a cover to transfer more of that wealth from American taxpayers uh, to themselves. The Great Reset. We're going to be hearing a lot about the Great Reset in the coming in the coming uh, weeks. And even though the president has announced a vaccine that was developed under this warp speed program in uh, a little under eight months, despite Fauci saying it would take at least a year and a half, probably two years. Fauci is back there out there on the disinformation trail appearing with Jake Tapper on CNN telling us, so well, just because it's a vaccine doesn't mean we can stop happening. We've got to get the vaccine. It's got to be deployed and we can't abandon fundamental public health measures. You can approach a degree of normality while still doing some fundamental public health things that synergize with the vaccine to get us back to normal. So not until the second or third quarter of 2021, though. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. We've already shut down Thanksgiving. They're instituting lockdowns in these blue states despite the fact that we now have empirical evidence 
that the lockdowns don't slow the spread of the virus. It increases the spread. When people are in their homes, they are, you know, locked down in their homes. They are more likely to spread the virus, not less. And with that comes all of the other social dysfunction of depression, alcoholism, loss of economic opportunities, suicides. The cure they're proposing is worse than the disease, but they don't care because they've got a great reset to get on to. Well, the move to parlor is accelerating. I'm over there on parlor. I, I still do most of my social media on Twitter. I am ashamed to say, because I haven't quite figured out how to gain an audience over there on parlor. If you're on parlor, Look me up and give me a follow, and I'll follow you right back. I'm at right now Jim Dawes. Um, but some of the um, people in popular culture are starting to head on over to Parlor. John Tesh tweeted, meet me over at Parlor.com and say goodbye to viciousness and censorship. That's a... That's a huge step out for John Tesh. You probably remember him from the old Entertainment Tonight show, but he's got a uh, syndicated uh, radio show. I, I think it's three hours a night. That's really good. He uh, intersperses music with um, life hacks and and stories. It's really it's really good radio. But uh, John Tesh is abandoning Parler or abandoning Twitter and going over to Parler and saying it out loud. That's what you call a crack in the dam. Over at CNN, Tater and company are very, very upset that people would uh, leave Twitter for Parler. There's this new social media app called Parler getting a lot of attention because conservatives are leaving, saying they're leaving Twitter and Facebook, going off to Parler because they believe Parler is a safer space for them. What we're seeing is even more of a bunker mentality in right-wing media, and ultimately that's not good for the country. No, it's it's not good. It's a threat to democracy um, that these people are in echo chambers and they're getting fed a diet of lies. It's a threat to democracy that conservatives would go to a social media platform where they're not censored and suspended and have their accounts terminated overnight because somebody, one of the H1B workers working in Silicon Valley, doesn't like what they're saying. It's a threat to democracy. They're looking for safe spaces. Yeah, well, I guess you could call it a safe space. You could also call it a First Amendment, a free speech space. Tater is very upset, and and you see this throughout Twitter. These uh, these leftists and liberals shaking their fists at conservatives for uh, for leaving and going over to Parler. Why why would they care? What do they care if people leave Facebook and Twitter and go to some place where they're not going to be banned for their political opinions? Because that was one of the main tools of control that the left. And the, the establishment, the New World Order types, used for social control. Not surprised they're upset. 
But I'm going to be um, being a bigger and bigger presence on Parlor, and I hope you'll join me there and uh, and hit me up as I try to navigate a new uh, a new platform. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.